Warning, in this podcast, we speak freely as a form of expressing ourselves. With that being said, this episode may contain explicit language. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Foot News, where we talk most things football, also known as soccer. We'll try to keep you up to date with the most important things happening in the world of football. We love the Premier League and we love playing FPL. Those will be our main focus, but of course, there's the World Cup, Champions, and Europa League, and a bunch of other important things that could be happening. It's just a couple of friends talking about the game they love. I'm your host, X. Let's get it. Good morning, good afternoon, good night, whenever you're listening to this. Uh, this is Foot News. I'm here with my boy Georgie and my boy Chacon. How you guys doing? How y'all feeling? Y'all good? What we saying? George, how you doing? Ready to get after it. Let's get it. Let's get it. Chacon, how you feeling? Good, man. Just ready to watch some football this weekend. Love that. Love that. So today we are going to talk a little bit about, you know, some of the results. Uh, the champions, just really quick. Um, and... Some important games from Europa. This was match uh, match day three of six in the group stage. Uh, we had Bayern Munich won 5-0. Porto won 2-0 against Leverkusen. Ajax versus Napoli actually started off like at 1-1. And Ajax scored first. And you're like, okay, it's going to be a good game. But then Napoli just came back 6-1. Uh, Edson versus Chucky Lozano. Chucky won this one. Uh, Inter-Barcelona was, uh, to say the least, uh, very controversial the way it ended uh inter ended up taking it 1-0 um Jack, being a barca fan how did you feel about this game bro i feel like this is the our version of when drogba said that that it was this is corruption it was corruption a fucking disgrace this is that version but the var version i feel like uh this is kind of this is kind of karma biting you on the booty just remember when van Persie got that red card against you guys and then the drug will thing, like it's uh, it's been pretty. Uh huh. There it is. Karma. You know what I'm saying? Karma. No, but to talk about it, I I did watch the highlights of it, and um, to say the least, I did think Barca should have if at, at least tied the game. Like they, I know uh, they scored, and there was like a hand, like a really slick handball. But I mean, I guess technically, you know, it was a handball leading up to the goal, and then. The you know the PK at the end. I feel like if that was a handball disallowing a goal, then that handball at the end was a PK. Uh, do you feel that way, Check? It's weird. I feel I feel like they're not allowing us to get the correct actual data mm-hmm. to like convince us to make things more controversial. How it was back in the day without VAR. So back in the day. Some calls were controversial, like the hand of God, but it made the game a little more exciting. I feel like th- they're trying to do that with VAR and manipulating games, and it's not right. For sure. Did you, did you catch that game, George? Or the highlights, at least? No. Uh, unfortunately, I didn't. But just in the terms of VAR, I mean, it's just, you know, it's, it's just like, um, I guess, you know, just the when the referee would call it, it's like, oh, why don't we have something in place? It, you know, it's going to have its, you know, there's games, obviously, where it it works, right? Where it actually mm-hmm. helps out. But, I mean, at the end of the day, it's human error. And, I mean, I didn't see the handball. I guess I'll, I'll uh, might change my mind in the next topic, uh, next episode. But, I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, we've seen it in the Prem where, um, Oh, uh, was it West Ham Chelsea where they took away that last minute for West Ham and they looked pretty soft. So I mean it's at the end of the day it's an element, it's a human error. You know, there's always gonna be that and I mean it's it's impossible to get it perfect all the time. So I just think like with VAR being there to supposedly help ref the games and find these little mistakes, they're just so inconsistent with what they either call or don't call. I just think in this in this match, in this particular match, Barcelona should at least have tied that one one. But getting the loss to enter, they ended up, you know, being third um in their group. So, you know, now they they face like they gotta really turn up and and you know, they they play these they they have some games to play still but you know we'll see I think they'll be fine although I think their group is pretty tough just because they have Bayern Munich Inter Milan uh, which are first and second Bayern being first Inter being second with Barcelona sitting in third place and then Victoria Pizen is in fourth I uh, I think they're completely out but whatever uh, Bayern Munich still undefeated and I was actually I had this stat uh, I'll pull it up right now it's a pretty cool stat 
I was like, you know what? I'll share that. Bayern Munich have set a new record for the longest unbeaten run in Champions League group stage history, which is 31 games. Uh, that was, that's a pretty cool stat to, to hit yeah. with. But um, yeah, I do think that Barcelona should have tied that game. Unfortunately, they lost 1-0. Um, RB, Red Bull ended up winning 1-0 Dynamo. Marseille, 4-1 Sporting. Atletico Madrid lost 2-0 to Club Brugge. Rouge, however you want to pronounce it. Uh, Frankfurt and Tottenham, 0-0. Average clubs, we know what's up. Uh, Liverpool, 2-0 to Rangers. Trent Alexander-Arnold, who we have bashed on this uh, on this podcast. Trent Anderson. AKA Trent Anderson hit a banger of a goal. But And it was so funny because the commentators like responds to critics, but he responded to critics by doing exactly what we knew he's good at and not doing what we're criticizing about but regardless we'll talk about it 2-0 to rangers um then our rb let's big 1-3-1 to celtic uh chelsea beats milan 3-0 juventus beats maracabi halfa however you pronounce that 3-1 real madrid wins uh 2-1 to shakhtar sevilla goes down 4-1 to dortmund PSG Benfica with a golazo by Messi, by the way, a uh, dime of a goal, but Benfica played really well, actually ended up tying the game 1-1, and then Man City, Copenhagen, 5-0-2, obviously City. Um, so that's your recap for the champions. Uh, as far as Europa goes, Arsenal won. That's all that really matters. No, but, no, 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 no. Hey, okay, hey, pump the right. brakes. Go hey, ahead, hey. George. Go ahead. United won. United won. <laughs> that's, hey, that's what really matters. Okay, okay. At the end of the day, Javi, we're fucked because, I mean, it's Europa League. There's nothing yeah, I to mean, really. I get it, but if you win the Europa, that I mean, it's especially you just come from my team being that we're rebuilding, I think it's, a, I think it's pretty important. But... Regardless of which, that's your recap. We're going to go straight into now the upcoming game week. Uh, game week 10, match week 10 of the Premier League. There's a couple really important fixtures coming up. I'd say the Arsenal-Liverpool is uh, a pretty important fixture uh, just because of the way that Arsenal is playing right now, uh, the confidence they have. But again, you know, regardless of how... And, and for the record... I don't hate Liverpool as a club. I think they're an awesome club. I just dislike the fake Liverpool fans. Uh, just to put that out there. I think hey, Liverpool is a... Call them out. Just, I, you know, they know exactly who it is. Um, they know exactly who they are. But tell, whatever. Tell the new listeners. Uh, well, I mean, the new listeners aren't going to know these guys. They, I'm sure they have a couple friends that, that are the same way. Regardless <laughs> of which, uh, Arsenal-Liverpool. But, you know, Liverpool still has great players. They're trying to get their form back, trying to create their rhythm back. Arsenal coming up with a great amount of confidence, a bunch of young players uh, just won today. I think it's going to be a great matchup, but, you know, I think Liverpool in this season is a sleeping lion. You don't want to mess with a sleeping lion. At any moment, they can wake up. And I know eventually they will wake up. I just hope they don't wake up this week because if they do, we're going to have massive issues. Uh, I see this game coming out to maybe like a really close match. I'd say about two to one uh, being to Arsenal just because of they, the way they're playing, the confidence, they're holding the ball, they're possessing. What's actually, what I'm wondering is who's going to be the aggressor in this in this game. Is Liverpool going to want to come out and possess the game and try to want more of the ball? Or is they're going to let Arsenal play the game and then play them on a counter because they obviously have the attacking players to do that. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see the way they line up or the way the game plan goes. Uh, how are you feeling about this one, though, George? What do you, how do you see it? Uh, well, just to give it, a, I guess, some background real quick. You got Arsenal scoring uh, 20 goals so far this season. Second most in the Prem. Only conceding eight. That's second least in the Prem. I believe that uh, Arsenal continues to display their great football so far and will control the midfield. Talked about, I think, uh, Liverpool's midfield is kind of dicey right now. And I would think Arsenal should look to expose Liverpool's defensively challenged wingbacks. And I don't believe they will have trouble doing that. Martinelli and Saka, they're in great form. So I would think, you know, go through the wings and then find your boy, uh, Gabriel Jesus. Or if not, take it themselves. Martinelli, uh, you know, could obviously finish sucking Saka. Uh, question would be for me is, does Arsenal come back, come out flat after beating Spurs? You know, it's a great win, convincing win, but you never know. Right, it's like you're right a high, and then, you know, there's always that possibility. But nothing so far in the season to me has said, "Hey, 
Barcelona is going to come out flat, but it's always a thing you want to, you know, I guess a little concerned about. But And even then, even I guess you can say when they lost against United, you thought, oh, here they go. You know, there's a downturn, but they came back and beat a pretty decent, strong uh, Brentford team 3-0 away, which is good. And then you have a team, Liverpool, you know, quick little background. They got 18 goals, fourth most in the Prem. And if, hey, we talk about them defensively challenged. They've only allowed nine goals. That's not too bad. That's third least in the Prem. And, and, you know, moving on to that is that everybody wants an answer on why Liverpool is struggling, right? And while, you know, most would say, oh, it's the defense or it's the, the lack of mid- midfield options, uh, I guess you would say. I think it's just simply that, you know, they haven't been able to convert the chances, you know, make most of their chances in the final third, you know, to score those goals. I think we can all agree when we saw that 9-0 Bournemouth, we were like, oh, here they go, here they go. But, uh, yeah, yeah. Let me, yeah, but let me hit you boys with some stats real quick. All right. My man's brought the, my man's got hey, the hey, notes hey, in hey, it. Hey, 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 coming time. back. Trent, hey, Trent Anderson. Uh, <laughs> but let me, hey, let me hit you with VDV. some stats. VDV. It's gonna score a hat trick. Team sheet and everything. Yeah. <laughs> so so far this season, right? Liverpool is averaging 18 shots, and seven of them on target, keeping 65 percent possession. You know, in these games they play so far, that's a pretty. If you would think that, you would be like, oh, that's a pretty, you know, good recipe to win, or you know, to be winning consistently. And then you got Arsenal, on the other hand, averaging 17 shots, six shots on target. Only 59% possession. So, like, you know, it's almost like you're like, you see Arsenal, you know, they're playing at a great level, and then you got Liverpool, and you would think, oh, it might be a mismatch, but hey, the stats show it's a little closer, and if anything, it's a little more tipped towards Liverpool. So, hey, I'm sure Liverpool fans probably like, hey, Brother George, preach, baby, preach. I mean, hey. To, to to just go in there and give it, I will say that like I said, Liverpool is definitely a sleeping lion this season. I don't think they've waken up, and I don't think that we're, especially Arteta. I know that Liverpool is a great club. They've showed it these past seasons, so we're not we're not taking anything for granted. I can assure you that as an Arsenal fan, I we are coming on with confidence though because we've been playing well. But I, I mean, what you were saying, it is a little closer than people might think. I just think that the banter yeah. and social media definitely have you know a play in it. Would you agree? Yeah, I would agree. But George, I mean, sorry. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah, I would agree. But hey, I know Arsenal fans. They hey, they get a little too ahead of themselves real quick. It's only game going on, not even a third of the well. I guess basically a third of the way there, a mm-hmm. fourth of the way there. So, but uh, just to finish up, I got Liverpool. Believe it or not, two one. Same thing as you. Just you know, I got Liverpool. The other way around. Yeah, the other way around. You know, Arsenal. I know Arsenal. Your boys are clicking in all cylinders, but I feel like this is just the game that Liverpool finds a way to win. And I, hey, Salah is you know they, he puts a pretty good um. Stats against you boys in 11 games against Arsenal, eight goals, four assists. That's not bad. So I feel like he gets back on track, but we'll see. We shall see. What do you think, Jacon? How do you have this one, bro? And that was George's thesis on the Arsenal versus Liverpool game. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. <laughs> Thank you. Thank, Thank you for, for joining us. us. <laughs> That's it. Wrap it up. Hey, uh, uh, I'm just playing. No, but uh, uh, what do, go business, ahead, check. Yeah. Uh, no, I think. Arsenal coming off a good game. Liverpool has something to prove. Um, I see this being a high-scoring game. So from like an FPL perspective, I would start anybody who's in the attack for both teams, and I would bench all the defenders. I, I love that. That's actually really smart. Yeah, I agree. So, but I, I see this being a high-scoring game. They're both playing attacking football. I think I see like 4-3, four, 4-2 four, uh, going for Arsenal. Sheesh. I love that. As far as what I was saying, like the the grudge match of possession, do you think that 
Liverpool's going to kind of let them possess or it's going to be like 20 minutes Arsenal, 15 minutes Liverpool, then it switches around and switches around. It's going to be a grudge match the whole time to see if they can possess. Or you think it's going to be kind of like that City thing with Man United where Man United didn't really let them possess for a little bit and they were just kind of firing really quick both ways whenever they had the opportunities. What do you think, George? you think it's going to be that kind of game or do you think that yeah. Liverpool's going to sit back and kind of let Arsenal play their game and then just, you know, expose the space behind the defenders? No, I think I think it's gonna it's not gonna be anything that Spurs, you know, very defensively team. I think mm-hmm. it's gonna be like fifty five percent possession, forty five percent possession. Either way, you know, it's, it might be even like forty eight, fifty two type of deal. It's gonna okay. be close because, like I said, you know, Liverpool possesses the ball a lot, so does Arsenal. So and they're playing at home. So I feel like it's gonna be really close. I don't think it's gonna be like sixty five thirty five or anything crazy. It's gonna be real tight. Gotcha. Having Nunes uh, played a little bit this uh, during the week, do you think they're gonna go with Bobby being in good form in the prem, or do you think they'll have a uh, Darwin Nunes now starting up top for them? Being that you're gonna think that you guys are thinking it's gonna be a very attacking game. What do you think, Jack? You think Darwin goes or Bobby goes? I think Bobby goes. I think he just performed well last game. It's almost like you you can't bench him. Like why bench that? Um, he's coming in. He's coming in with good form, uh, good confidence. I would definitely go with with Firmino. Love that. Hey, All right. Hey, hey would you go agree ahead. though that at a hundred million euros that they they'll basically eventually pay for Nunes? Do you think it's one of those like you gotta start him and you know type of deal? Because I mean, he's got to show you something. He's struggling a little bit. Well, I mean, with the inflation of players, though, you know, you it's. It's kind of hard to put like what value are you getting off because of the price tag. Although no matter what, that conversation is always going to be had. But I will say it's unfair to the players a little bit. I think it will definitely. I think it will. I think Liverpool will get their value from Darwin. He is a great forward. He just like I said in general, Liverpool just hasn't caught the rhythm. Um, And I think at any moment they will. And obviously Arsenal being one of the big six, quote unquote. Uh, a win against them definitely propels them to get back on track for the season. Like we said, I think it's a little too late to be like they're going to be um, the the you know the people that are racing with City. Um, however, you never know. I mean, City could take a shit, but we doubt that's going to happen. That's very unlikely, but anything can happen. Uh, but I think Darwin will end up being worth what he paid. It's not going to be like a Pepe uh, with Arsenal situation. I don't think that. I think Darwin is a young striker that maybe you know takes a season to catch on. But I think he'll uh, catch rhythm this season for sure and start banging some goals in for Liverpool. And then Bobby uh, doing what he's doing is obviously putting pressure on him. And you know when you have two great players in the same position, it just pushes them to get to a higher level. You know what I'm saying? What do you think, Chuck? You think that's going to help Darwin kind of elevate to a new level, having Bobby perform that way he's performing? I think it's inevitable playing with, I guess, like, or competing against a striker like Bobby. But I do think he will come around, but I don't know, as quick as, like, this season to be worthy of, like, consistent, like, like from an FPL perspective, like, FPL points. Mm-hmm. So I would just either, if you're in a, a league where you can just pick up take out players like whenever you want i wouldn't pick them up ever but if you were in like a, a draft league uh, i would pick them up and put them on the bench for See, sure i like that does yeah. that kind of answer your question george well yeah i mean but like like i went back you know previous episodes of expectation look i mean 100 million euros or up to 100 million euros hey a fan i would think a liverpool fan would be like hey show me big dog because whether it's fair or unfair He's going to be forever linked to Haaland, and you see that monster, you're like, hey, hey, at least give us fucking half his production or something, you know? So it's always going to be unfair, but, I mean, they're linked to the hip together because they came in together. So the two biggest clubs at the time, coming off the seasons they've had, for sure, yeah. yeah. I see what you're saying. That's a great point. They'll come around for sure. Um, They'll definitely come around for sure. Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's a great question, George. Thanks for asking. I was not prepared for that. I, 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 that is a good way to see it as far as the value of the players for the money that they've been paid for. Would you say yeah. Holland definitely has uh, fulfilled his uh, his value? Uh, yeah, we'll we'll discuss this shortly. <laughs> Without and, a doubt, and, right? Hey, we don't want to be fanboys, apparently. <laughs> apparently, but uh, anyways, moving on. Everton, Manchester United. Um, man, you definitely need to bounce back. I know, Georgie, that's your team. How are you feeling about this matchup, man? Hey, uh, Everton's very tough. They don't allow a lot of goals. Uh, they are offensively challenged, but, you know, it's one of those things that you can easily see this going 0-0. But 
I think United takes it 1-0. Very tough. Very tough game. I feel like Rashford, I mean, he had a great game today. Uh, in my head, I was like, hey, why don't you save that, some of that for the weekend? But we needed every, <laughs> everything he brought today. So uh, hopefully that results in win. But it's going to be a tough game. But I just don't fear Everton's attack, even though they're at home. But uh, I, I will make this, though. I will say this. Uh, Varane got hurt. If mm-hmm. I see Harry Maguire, if I see a number five jersey on that field starting 11, hey, I reserve the chance to change my pick, well, my, my score. So, you know, Harry Maguire, I'd rather see Lindelof. I think he'll get the start. He got the start today. And he came in for uh, Varane over the weekend. So I, I feel like it'll be him. But I just think uh, United get back on their winning ways. But we'll see. Casemiro's got to start, hopefully. But uh, we'll see. Let's get back on form, boys. What do you think, Jack? How do you see this one, bro? I don't know. It's it's tough. Everton is in relatively good form for, I guess, like their typical standards as of the recent years. Um, so they're looking pretty good. And then in comparison to Man U, they definitely have to bounce back, um, especially after last game to set a tone. Uh, and I think I think they will. So I think I see them heavy possession, Everton sitting back. Um, for most of the game, and I see Menu winning two zero. Gotcha, gotcha. Everton hasn't. They lost like the first two games, but they haven't lost since. They lost game a game week one, game two, game week two. But other than that, they've tied or won the game. So they're they're yeah, coming they're off a good form. little rhythm. So it should be a tough game for United yeah. coming from that six. Was it six two six three? What was the score with a? Uh, I forget. I just so many I goals. I know George. Yeah, no, they lost. They just lost. Like I told you, whether it's <laughs> put by five or six, still plus three. That's, that's the, yeah, that's true. Uh, so. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, Everton, you know, being in good, I guess, a good defensive form. I mean, they've gotten scored on a, a few there, but obviously they're they're holding on to their ties or they're coming up with that win. Uh, maybe just the first two games, they were a little shaky. But obviously United being, you know, the club that they are, the caliber and the expectations that we hold the club of their caliber too, uh, definitely has to switch this around immediately uh, for Ten Hag coming off that yeah. city loss. It's a little unfair to judge against, you know, a city team. Like that, and especially you know when a player with the quality that Holland has has a game like he did, and Foden, no, you know, not disregarding Foden. Yeah. Foden also had you know two hat tricks. It's it's incredible. So hopefully, Man United, uh, they brush that off and they keep moving forward. Hopefully so for you your got? for your sake. What's Who your do prediction? I got? I'm think I'm thinking United wins this one. I I, I want to see them bounce back. Um, yeah. And and if they you know if they lose and it's kind of like damn arsenal lost to them so hopefully they win and we don't, we don't look at it like that uh i, I think i think united takes this one but i think it's going to be like a like, i think it's going to be 2-0 i th- hopefully they yeah. keep that clean sheet it's going to be 2-0 united hopefully yeah. rashford scores yeah i will say this you know anybody trying to pick up everton defenders just cuz they've allowed only seven goals uh they got pretty you know after united they go away to uh newcastle and spurs so you would think oh let me pick up a defender whoever but uh it gets really, you know, Spurs, whatever we can say at home, they, they could be deadly. And Newcastle at home, too. I mean, they gave City a run for their money. So, you know, I probably wouldn't start any. I would probably let them go and then maybe pick them up after those fixtures. You know, sometimes, you know, players, their value drops and then you get a little bargain. Uh, yeah, but, that's true. And then Rashford, he's only 6.5. He only cost 6.5. That's a, that's a steal when you're talking... He's basically United's number nine, or at least he plays that number nine role that's as true. a midfielder. So that's a lot of value there. I don't think Ten Hag definitely has his starting eleven yet, so it's a little tricky. But if Rashford does his make make his way in there as like kind of the forward for them, being a midfielder in fantasy for that price, especially in the regular one, I know a lot of people are going to start looking at their wild cards. Uh, definitely, like George said, a bargain of a deal for for Rashford. Um, check. Does Ronaldo play? What do you think? I think after that last performance, I think he might just to set a tone to maybe have that leadership on the field. Um, I think Ronaldo might actually start, um, but but fantasy wise, I don't think he'd be relevant. So I think he'll start in real life, um, just to just to be a leader out there. Um, try to get him back on track in the prem. Um, yeah. So that's my. What do you think? Does your does your goat does your goat start, Georgie? I think I don't uh, think he starts, but I think he plays. 
Yeah, I agree. I don't think it starts just because Rashford, he came in as a sub today. So I feel like he'll, especially, you know, since he put in good work today, that would mean that I would think he'll start. That's how the lineup has been, you know, ever since uh, the Everton win. Not the Everton win, sorry. I'm getting a little ahead of myself, right? Uh, the, <laughs> Liverpool, the, the Liverpool, hey, I'm talking in the future. We're recording Monday, uh, October, what is that? Whatever. Anyways, uh, I feel like Ronaldo will get the maybe 70th minute or something like that. But real quick on Ronaldo, there have been reports that, you know, he's ready to bolt in January. And, you know, at this point, let him go. You know, he's 30, you know, he's he's old. And, you know, he's why? 30 old. Yeah, he's, he's 30 old. Uh, I think he's like, what, 37, 38? Yeah, he's trying, um, trying to try him right. like Brady. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but uh, hopefully not getting divorced. But uh, <laughs> anyways, uh, I feel like this just let him go. George Oddwell. Hey, just, uh, just let him go. But, you know, if we let him go in the peak of his prime, like 13 years ago, however long that was, I mean, there's no reason why we'll be suffering if we let him go now. I know Definitely. we're a little tight. I know we're a little yeah. tight with money because mm-hmm. we're not going to have any winter transfer money. But just let him go. Let him, you know, go enjoy wherever. You, I know he wants to play Champions League soccer or football. Yeah. So, you know, just let him go. Being what he is, though, I don't think any any amount of team is going to pay that amount of money for him. Oh yeah, he don't like come a, cheap. He don't come cheap, and I don't think uh, what we're talking about value. That look, Ronaldo. Like I said, Ronaldo and Messi, my goats. When it comes to value for the player that you're getting, I don't think Ronaldo brings that anymore I, I, I hopefully i'm gonna delete this episode after it comes out because i said that but that's just how i feel that's just the truth but uh going to martial uh george you know because it's your team why does he not start i mean he has two goals against city brings energy he's hungry he wants to prove himself on this man united team does he not start for you at the at the you know the forward position yeah i mean maybe going forward at some point he will but i know against arsenal he picked up an injury that's why he hasn't been playing per se. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, so I mean, you would think, but it, I mean, he's he's also inconsistent, inconsistent. So, you know, I know he put up two goals, and you would think, oh, I'm about to pick him up, but you know, it's it's definitely one of those things that hey, beware. I know hey, I would love for him to get on form, but he, just the history of him at United hasn't been favorable to him. But hey, I guess we'll see. We'll see. All right, so. I think I took uh, United that one two zero. George, you said what? One zero. One zero or two one by one goal. And then Chuck, you said one zero, right? United two nil, two nil, two nil, two nil. Okay, so I think we all got United on this one. Uh, It's gonna end that streak for Everton. Uh, Moving on to City Southampton. I think we all know who we think we're gonna pick for this one. But Chuck, what are your thoughts on this? Does Holland score another Hattie? Does he start? Being you know that it's not that big of an opponent does he start alvarez is pep guardiola gonna do one of his classic fuck everybody in fpl up and we're screwed because of the players we picked up what how you feeling about this game no i think he usually just always plays people when they're hot um i don't see him resting him he knows i mean he's young they paid a lot of money for him they expect him to play every minute of the game everyone who goes to the game to watch him expect for him to play and it it it's like a huge thing for like their club to have like their number one player out there. Uh, I don't see him on the bench. I see him starting uh, versus Southampton, uh, getting one goal, three assists, three goals, one assist, something like that. I see this like four one Manchester City. Four one Man City. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, I think I agree with you. I I think they'll keep the clean sheet. I think they'll. I think they'll go on four to five zero. The way that they're playing right now, the amount of confidence, uh, the transitioning, the possession, the finishing—not just coming from you know their goal scorer Haaland, the fact that he plays so freely, Foden's free, having someone like Kevin De Bruyne to cook everything up and you know just put it on a silver platter for you, golden platter if you want. Uh, I think it's going to be another uh, high-scoring game for City. Hopefully, they fix their holes in the defense, and um, we'll see. The, it, the only reason I ask is I saw he played uh, last week uh, against United. I don't know if it was for injury or whatever, but he didn't play Diaz or Stones. Uh, he played Akanji and Ake. 
in, in the defensive area. Maybe he realized that he, they were going to be more attacking. But I would think that United's a you know more of a threat than Southampton is. So that's why I was asking: Does he rest Haaland for Champions that's coming up week, or and he plays you know young Alvarez who has gotten some goals here and there and is obviously trying to be molded into what Pep wants. Uh, but I agree with you. I think he's hot. He's going to want Holland to go out there. And who knows? Maybe scores another hat trick. Uh, definitely my captain for this upcoming game week on FPL. Uh, so we'll see. Uh, what about you, George? How do you have it? Hey, real quick. Hey, if you haven't used your triple captain, this could be the week. Uh, but I, I'm like you boys. I got 4-0. It's just a mismatch. Uh, and talking about Holland, he only played up to halftime in the Champions League. So I feel he will start. Just because I mean he could have easily stayed the whole game, but they took him out at halftime. Two goals. Gotcha. And gotcha. and since we since we on Holland, like let's get the elephant out the room. Holland. You know, to the to the people that have, that uh said that you know he was gonna choke or this or that, he was gonna take forever to get adjusted. Hey, just go ahead, take the L and <laughs> you you just dig in a grave a little deeper by talking shit. Hey, hey, just admit you were wrong. And let's move on. I mean, the man's a monster. Different gravy. Uh, I th- I think he'll score a hat trick. If he if they let him play, if it's not a route by the end of the first half, and they let him play 80, 90 minutes for sure, I think he'll get the hat trick. And my boy, Kevin De Bruyne, with two assists. So, four, that's what would that be? Four hat tricks in nine games? Crazy. That's incredible. Yeah, that's a. Yeah, I think he already broke the record. I think it took him to score. What was it? Three hat tricks. Uh, I think he did it in eight eight games, and the other one, the, like the next closest one, was like thirty something games. So yeah, he he's insane right now. But let's not get stuck too much on Holland yeah, because God we did. know some people feel some type of way about it. No, <laughs> no, so. hey, no, no, no. Hey, <laughs> at the end of the day, hey, admit you were wrong. You know, admit you were wrong because. You wouldn't say no, it's no. too early. You wouldn't say it's too early to have that conversation. You never know. I mean, so would injuries. you consider him still be? Yeah, injuries. But let's say he goes on for six game weeks and doesn't score. At that point, would you think the people that said he wasn't gonna, you know, do whatever he was gonna do, be like, see, he told you, blah blah. blah or has he already but proven look, that look, he can play in the okay. Prime? Okay, look, check this out. He's he's been proven uh, in Dormouth. Okay, obviously he's been proven right now. And you can say, oh, he's been surrounded by great players. But in Norway, he's averaging, I think he's played 24 games, and he's a guy in 21 goals. And while Norway is, is no scrub team, they know they're not stacked with great players per se. So I mean, the, the guy's a scoring machine. I'm not saying he's going to score every game. Like, wh- what was Vardy's record I think he has? Like 10, 12 games, like on a row that he scored? Oh, yeah. Where he tied the record? Back. Yeah. I'm not saying he's going to go all season scoring, but this guy's proven at every level. Maybe when he was 15, he didn't score 50 goals, but he's proven it at every level. That's the, that was the difference between him and I think Nunez. Nunez, what was he? Uh, was he in Benfica? Or was, I think he was in Benfica, no? Mm-hmm. He, he put him up in bunches right now, and, but we didn't see that over a period of time. That's always the danger. With, with Haaland, you saw it at Dortmund. And even then, you saw it before that, and you've seen it with him at the international level. I mean, like I said, he might go two, three weeks because the expectations now are so through the roof. But, I mean, at the end of the day, he's still the prem, but, I mean, this guy's taking it by storm. And when you have a fucking spoils of riches, the Bruyne, uh, Gundogan, you know, all these guys, even Cancelo, that's a fucking... Left back, right back, that can serve it up on a platter. Like, all those guys can serve it up on a platter. And this guy can score it any which way. So, I think, you know, Pep Guardiola finally found his big big target. Y'all but saw we'll that, uh, that Kuna girl thing? Where he's like, we, we cannot replace him. We cannot. Yeah. And then uh, <laughs> it shows uh, Alan. <laughs> my boy, hey, just for the record, George, my boy said, Kunta done. <laughs> You did I it again, I thought, George. I, I thought I said Gundogan. Uh, <laughs> you said Gundogan. Hey, check the tape. Check the tape. <laughs> Everyone's going to hear it. All right. Your favorite player this week, Gundogan. Uh, he played Gundogan. for Dormouth. I think it's Dortmund. But all right. I don't know. I could be wrong. Uh, <laughs> Fuck it. All right. Moving it, on. Put it on the bloopers. <laughs> check the stats. Oh, the bloopers are going up. Everyoneone's going to hear this. Yeah. Uh, Brighton Tottenham is another big one uh, being Tottenham. Uh, they were undefeated up until they played... 
the people that run them, you know, their daddies, Arsenal, they lost that game, whatever. Do you think they come out with a different approach? Although I think they've been playing the same way against everybody, just kind of hoping on the counter with the speed that they have and the offensive players that they have. But they've been sitting pretty deep, especially against this Brighton team who's coming off of great fixtures, great results, the energy they have, the players they have. Trussard scoring a Hattie against Liverpool. Uh, McAllister going with a couple of goals and assists this season. I think... Um, well, what's the, 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 the? I forgot the name of the Chelsea coach. The new he was just that bright. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Potter. No, Potter. Potters. Yeah, I think Potter did a great. He built this, and I think he did a great job because Brian is looking like a scary team. They're looking like that team uh, that you didn't expect, but here they are. They're in your face. Do you think that Tottenham kind of comes up and shows like, hey, you know, we're the, we're in the big sick. We're we're supposed to win this game, or is it going to be a tricky game for him? I, I I'm I have. I have Brighton on this one. It could be the bias in me being an Arsenal fan and wanting to see Tottenham lose. But I, I understand the threats that they have. I mean, they scored on us. They got that counter exactly how I, you know, I thought they were going to do. And with the players that they have, they do like a scary team. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. I'm, I'm, I'm looking like a 2-3-1, two, two, two to three, one, maybe 3-2. Three, uh, going Yeah, going Brighton's way. So we'll see. Hopefully wow. hopefully my predictions aren't wrong, but we'll, we'll see. What do you have, George? Uh, I, I know we discussed this Monday's podcast. Uh real quickly at the end i i I think brighton will be the aggressor but i think spurs counter wise they'll give them two nil i mean i i think conte has to find a way to gel son kane and richarlison if you can find a way you know to make it work i mean those three guys are deadly uh, especially in the counter but i think like i said i think spurs wins two zero and it's going to be, like I said on uh, Monday, it's going to be one of those games where the better team won't win. Brighton will have shot after shot. And this is where I think Yoris, sneaky good start, because I feel like he'll get for sure three saves, even six, and get that plus one or plus two, depending on the saves. And, you know, well, if my prediction is right, he'll get the plus four for the clean sheet and even probably the bonus plus three, or at least somewhere in the bonuses. So. It could be that 10 to 12 point, you know, for a goalkeeper. That's amazing. You, so you, th- you think so coming off of that howler he had against Arsenal basically gifted us the yeah. second goal. Uh, yeah, but I mean, hey, you could, you can freaking find a goal for every goalkeeper. I mean, Oliver Kahn got one in the world cup 2002 to Ronaldo. And I think he was just fine. I'm not trying to say they're in the same level, but even the greats make mistakes. I, know. I just think that confidence is, is something huge. I mean, being a player, being that most people that listen to this have played in their life, you know that confidence is something that it takes such a long time to build up for a player. I know I could say this personally. It takes such a long time in good performances and good plays or goals or, or working out and feeling a great way about yourself uh, to build that confidence. And when you have it, oh, you have it. And you feel like you can't lose to anyone. You feel like you can do anything. You're not afraid of anything. And even when you make those small mistakes in the game, you kind of recover yourself. But once your confidence is shot, and I feel like a mistake like that, it takes so long to build yourself back up. And it definitely, regardless of you're thinking about it or not, definitely affects the way you play the game. What do you think, Chuck? For the game, I think I don't know, from from my perspective, it just seems like recently they've been playing, like, really stubborn football. You know, that, mm-hmm. like, Sunday league, like, choppy football, but, like, I guess the professional version um, <laughs> at that level. I see this being a really close game, actually, um, even though um, I know Brian's been scoring quite a bit of goals, had, had that last good performance. Tottenham trying to prove themselves, but we know, you know, their attacking quality. But I still think it's going to be a stubborn game. I see it being really close. Uh, probably one one, uh, and maybe one of the big guys score like Kane, Son, or Trossard. Um, but I think you wouldn't start anyone else in fantasy. But I think it'll be a fun, fun game, close game to watch. I see it one one. I just spilled out my heart about confidence, and you just say fuck it and just go straight to the game. I appreciate it. That you- <laughs> hey, no, 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 no. Or, you know, going back to these real quick. <laughs> but good, good analysis. All right, George, take it over. <laughs> no, 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 just real quickly, because you're talking about confidence. Yeah. But, I mean, can you agree the first goal about Partey was a banger? And then Chaka's goal was really good as well. Uh, you know, it's nothing to be ashamed of being scored like that. I mean, it's you can not, say but the same. I, ju- I just say that professionals probably hold themselves to a whole another yeah. standard. Oh, no, yes. I- 
So I just feel like that might, or maybe being professionals, they know how to cope with that and he'll turn it around. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just coming from, from experience of myself hey. and I'm sure other players have Wait, felt the same way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were just talking about the confidence of, because he was saying that Larice could have a 10 to 12 point game. And I think that's like fucking outrageous for a goalkeeper. Now, look, if he comes out with 10 to 12, George is the FPO, you know, mastermind. So yeah, that's yeah, off to you if you get that one right. I mean, your boy Gundudan is about to have fucking <laughs> <laughs> rainbow of assists. Gundudan, hey, Trent Anderson. Trent Anderson. I think BDV, Gundudan. off his shoulder, though, for sure. Okay. Hey, for all we know, we're saying it wrong. Maybe it's not even, you know, it might. Maybe it is Gundogan. For all we know, I don't know. It is. You know, it I is Gundogan. A, you said Gundudan. Hey, why don't we ask? Why don't we let him say it in Turkish? Because I know he has Turkish background. Let's let him say it in there and we'll see. figure it out by then. Maybe maybe George is ahead of us all. He hey, Gundogan with a hat trick. All right. Uh, moving on to Chelsea v. Uh, Wolves, like we were talking about Wolves. Do they have a new uh, coach yet, George? I know you were on top of that. I know they got rid of their old coach, but do they have a solidified yeah, bro, new coach? You know, you know, when I was looking at the notes, they ha- they don't even have a coach yet. Oh, shit. So okay. I, I, I'm sure they got some assistant, but they don't. You would think, right, uh, that they would just have some coach by now. But they, as far as I know, they haven't uh, hired a new coach, per se. Okay. So I'm sure it's some guy in the front office or something. I don't know. So this is looking like some guy in the front Ford's... office. Motherfucker working yeah, in the I office. Mean, Ted Lasso. Hey, they got Ted Lasso. Right they got hey, Ted Lasso. Hey, the guy fucking. <laughs> hey, the guy selling. <laughs> the guy selling the the hot dogs outside. Hey, come coach the team real quick. Uh, <laughs> el taquero. But uh, el taquero right in the outside. Maybe they get Raul Jimenez to coach. Uh, shit fuck maybe <laughs> you know but you know how like when teams get a red card and for some reason you play better sometimes i don't know if you've ever experienced that you'd say it's kind of like this they lost their coach and now it's like on the players uh come out with some hunger like fuck it we got to go and get this we have no coach people think we're falling apart True. it's a chelsea team that at time during the season has looked uh like they've had some liabilities some you know areas that we can expose and they come out with you know firing on all cylinders to the best of their capability because i think we spoke about it before george they actually have really good players they just one of those things like you know Liverpool now, maybe not at that level, but definitely has the players to have uh, great performances and they just haven't caught the rhythm yet because uh, Wolves is that, you know, that itch on the back of the top six teams, you know, in previous seasons as we've seen. So being Chelsea hasn't looked great, although they have been scoring well. You have a Aubameyang, you have Sterling. Mason Mount has come off with some great goals and it seems like they're catching their rhythm and now they're moving forward. So it's going to be a tricky game. But like you said, that sneaky, that sneaky wing that you could have for Wolves, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if it happened, but I do have Chelsea winning this game. I would, I honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if Wolves win it, but the margin that I'm about to give you, I think it's going to be Chelsea 3-0. Uh, it kind of contradicts like what I'm saying, but you never it know. It does. <laughs> oh, okay it does but that, that's just how i see it like i wouldn't be surprised if wolves wins just because i want to see them get back on track but i if i had to put money on it i'm going chelsea 3-0 on this one how do you, what do you think jack how do you have this one yeah i think it seems i don't know it seems chelsea's kind of figured out their um their formation that they like to play and maybe the way they like to play um especially from this last uh champions league game um yeah it seems they got it figured out uh, I see them going into this game with really good form, really good confidence. Um, Wolves, uh, you know, have Ted Lasso at the helm. Um, <laughs> I think, you know, I think, but sometimes, you know, for my, for me watching, or uh, I don't know if you guys feel the same, when a, a team doesn't have their coach, sometimes they play with more freely, more confidence, and mm-hmm. they end up, you know, having a good game. Um, so I see this one uh, relatively close, like uh, 2-1. Uh, for Chelsea you don't think they keep the clean sheet on this one check no I don't think so um depends it depends on uh what like partnership they decide to go with in the back like this Champions League game they played three in the back um they play three in the back um, I don't see it being a clean sheet but if they play two uh with the two uh midfielders dropped and the wing backs dropped then I see it uh pretty close Hey, I will say this: If you got Fofana, he he uh, apparently had a major knee injury, so that's smelling like a really? fucking. What you call it? I thought he scored. Yeah, he, he, he did. No, he did score like in the first twenty minutes, but he got subbed out. I think first half. Damn. Uh, he, if you look, if you read up on it, he got injured. 
I know, because I have him in my Premier League team. Yeah, I guess so. And I uh, shed a little tear there. Damn. Uh, yeah. I mean, obviously, the scans aren't in yet, but they're saying, you know, anytime you see knee, knee injury, you think some type of MCL, ACL injury. Uh, but if, if you have him for sure, I would think he'll be out for a while, at the bare minimum a while. Well, we uh, Probably the whole season. Yeah, well, so, we hope for a speedy recovery uh, for Fofana, for sure. Yeah, I mean, I I didn't see the injury, so I I couldn't tell you like, hey, for sure he's out. But I do know, if you look it up, that Fofana is out for a while due to an injury. And uh, but yeah, I got three zero as well. You know what? Wolves only's gotten three goals so far this season. So uh, I mean, I, didn't they get Diego Costa? Maybe uh, he'll. This will be a second game. Turn, yeah. Turn back okay. the clock. I did forget about that. He had that whole like uh. The whole like presentation with the big ass dogs he was scared of. Oh, there were wolves. There were wolves. He was saying like these were real wolves. Like it was scared. Oh shit! I, I remember seeing that. Uh, but yeah, all right. So I think we're all in agreement. I think Chelsea takes that one. Although we wouldn't mind wolves uh, bouncing back. Maybe Diego Costa gets a couple goals for him on his uh, second game here in the Prem. Two goals, red um, card. <laughs> two goals, yeah. one red card. Yeah, two goals, one red straight card. red, straight red, no yellow. Classic Diego Vintage. Costa. That's what we Vintage. need. We'll see Vintage it. Vintage Diego Costa. We'll see it. All right. So we also have Bournemouth uh, playing Leicester. Uh, Leicester playing away, but I think they finally uh, gave that energy that we've been wanting from Leicester. I think Maddie and Harvey Barnes and, and and Vardy are making all this kind of men together uh, for Brandon Rogers, and I think they I think they take that one. Uh, personally, for me, I think they take that one against Bournemouth. It'll, I think it'll be close, though. I think I'm looking like a 2-1 or a 1-0, but definitely going Leicester's way on this one. George, how do you have that one? Just real quick. I have, I have the same scoreline, but I got Bournemouth. 2-1 Bournemouth? I, yeah, 2-1 Bournemouth. I will start Solanke and James Madison. <laughs> <laughs> what? What? He plays there. All, All right. right. No, it's just the conversation we had. It's just the conversation. All right. Go ahead, yeah. Jack. What you got? Uh no, I actually see Leicester City like I don't know, I guess I'm a Leicester fan, but I, I see them winning this comfortably. I don't think they struggle Oof. this match. I think Even Leicester away? comes out. Yeah, I think Leicester's coming in, playing the best football they played all season. I see Leicester two zero. Okay. That's about that's about kinda of about how I have it. Uh so yeah. so George, you have Bournemouth, me and uh check on Leicester. We'll see. Hey, hey, we need, hey, we need to start like keeping some tech of tracks and see who can get more games right. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. We'll we'll discuss that. I think that'd be fun too. Just we'll kind of see at the end of the season. At the end, at the end of the season, yeah. Um, uh, Newcastle plays uh Brentford. That's gonna be another you know tricky game. I think uh, both teams are kind of at the same level. Uh, I'm I'm going with Newcastle on this one. I think they edge win this one out. I think they've been playing good, and it's exciting to see my boy uh, Miguel Almiron. For those who don't know, we are based from Atlanta, so. I, you know, we hope he does well, being that he used to play for Atlanta United, brought us a championship. Not a huge fan of Atlanta United. I know a lot of people won't want to hear that, but we'll get into that some other time. Uh, but hey, uh, l- like to see Miguel Almiron performing. Yeah, George, my bad. Go ahead. Hey, is Atlanta United, uh, when they play in Champions League? Man, that's what pisses me off. I had some old <laughs> some old dudes like, yeah, we're not in the Champions League yet, but we'll be there next season. They're like, all right, tell, tell that to your wife and your little kids. Yeah. Anyways, uh, yeah, so I have Newcastle edging this one now. I, I'm going with a 2-0 against Brentford. Uh, how do you have that one, Jack? Uh, this one, I mean, sh- like you said, shout out Mickey, playing some good football and being seventh place in the Prem right now. After uh, eight games, so that's pretty cool. Um, but I have Newcastle uh, winning this one um, pretty comfortably. I think their attack is, is flowing. Callum Wilson's back. I see like a 2-0, um, 3-0, or 3-1, 3-2, but Newcastle there's, definitely there's, on top. Yeah, they're super attacking. I think I, they're okay defensively, but I think that they're so free the way that they're playing, and, and I think that's what they needed. They have the players and the dynamic players to break defenses, and. That's why they're vulnerable to a few goals here because there's obviously holes when you play that offensive, but I think it's paying off uh, to the goals uh, that they're getting. How do you have this one, Georgie? Yeah, I, I think Newcastle wins it. I think I got 3-1. Uh, I think you uh, it's going to be a sneaky good game because, mm-hmm. I mean, Brentford's no, no pushover either. Uh, but I would start uh, Callum Wilson if you're looking for a quality number FPL. two striker. Yeah, EPL. Yeah, definitely. He, he just came back from scoring. Even he's been out for a couple of weeks before that. So I have yeah. him. So it's good to uh, have him back in his scoring ways. Yeah, one of the true number nines left in the in the world. Really, there's there's hard to see a 
true uh, number nines. Uh, hey, there's hey, all false nines or play out wide or whatever. So I like to see hey, uh, true number well, nines. Real quick, real quick. You know, since we're on Wilson, do you think he eventually gets replaced by that guy? What's his name? Isaac? Hey, Isaac? Isaac what, however you pronounce it. Because, I mean, he came for like 70 million euros, no? Like yeah, that. I think yeah he's I think he picked up an injury, but no he sucks he sucks the real deal. I think he was linked to Arsenal. Uh, his size he looks kind of like <laughs> a. Because, no, no, I'm just saying <laughs> when a top six team you know shows interest in the players because you know they're obviously a good player. Unless you're trying to troll somebody, I think Arsenal showed interest in Emerson Royale, so Spurs picked him up, and now look what happened. It was look, we're at it again. We picked him up so he could get a red card against us. We're ahead of the game. But anyways, uh, I think hopefully they find a way to put both Isak and Callum Wilson in there because they're both quality strikers. But if they don't, I think they'll definitely push each other, kind of what we were talking about, the whole Bobby and Darwin situation. They're both quality strikers. Callum Wilson's, you know, been in the Premier League. Um, he scored plenty of goals in the Premier League, and Isak's coming from, uh, was it Sociedad? I think he was a Sociedad, yeah. if I'm not mistaken, over there in yeah. Spain. So, and, you know, he came in, scored a banger off rip. So I think they'll push each other and definitely... It'll be interesting to see. So no, yeah, but you know, a seventy. Let's just let's hypothetically say it was seventy million. That's you. You eventually got to put the man in. It doesn't. I mean, uh, I, I think Newcastle he would play have, uh, if it wasn't for the injury. No, I mean over Wilson. I mean Wilson. He's not bad. But yeah, I, 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 it's we'll hard see. to say with the injury yeah, happening Wilson's right now. Uh, I don't I know. That'd be on. that'd be one that'd be one to see down the line. Yeah, but moving on, Crystal Palace leads. Uh, I I just think the Crystal Palace boys, even though they haven't really produced it on the table, it doesn't show it. I just love the way they yep. play. I, it's it's one of those teams where you're like, how are these guys so low in the table? Uh, but I I see them taking this one over Leeds. I I think it's going to be a good one. I think it's going to be about three zero. I think Zaha <laughs> is definitely a player. Uh, if you're doing your wild card wherever you're at, it's definitely a player to pick up, especially with the fixtures coming up for them. I think he's going to score in this game and maybe assist. Uh, I have I have Crystal Palace win this one three zero. How do you have this one, Georgie? Uh, I got Crystal Palace two to one. I think Saha a must start, but uh, I know Leeds got Rodrigo back, so he was on good form before he picked up an injury. So I feel like they'll get a goal, maybe a consolation goal, but I don't think it's a clean sheet. But we'll see. What about you, Check? I remember uh, if you guys listened last podcast, I said I was a neutral. Mm-hmm. I, I think uh, I'm not a neutral, so I'm a big Zaha guy. <laughs> so okay. I think I'm confirming now on the pod that uh, Crystal Palace is my team as long as Zaha's in it. Uh, so I won't root against Zaha. <laughs> I think Zaha is going to do well. Um, I see this 1 0 uh, Southampton. I mean, uh, Crystal. Put that on the bloopers. <laughs> They're all gonna hear it. All right. So, do you have Saha on your team, Jack? No, uh, Jerry stole him from me in the uh, redraft. Shout out, G. <sighs> I got him on ours. They're sitting really low, man. They're sitting at seventeenth place. I think Leeds is actually ahead of them in eleventh or twelfth. I'm not a hundred percent sure. Yeah, I can't go against but, uh, Saha. Yeah, we'll see. I think they do have favorable fixtures coming up for them, so we'll see. I think Crystal Palace takes this one. Uh, moving on to West Ham Fulham. Uh, this one is a little bit tricky. I think both teams are at that same level. Fulham came out and showed, even though they just got promoted from the championship, they showed that what they can do, especially that boy Mitrovic. I think he picked up somewhat of an injury, but I think he's ready to be back. I'm not 100% sure on that. We'll have to wait till about Friday evening to see what they say about it. Uh, if he's back, though, I'm going 2-2 on this game, and I think he scores in this game. If he's not back... I think West Ham takes this one one to two zero. How do you have this one check? Uh, I don't know. It seems like West Ham has has, has just found uh, maybe a gem in Skamaka. I don't know mm-hmm. that last game, that last goal it was a great goal. Um, so maybe they're gonna start, you know, having more attack, and because they definitely were missing some goals recently. Um, but I don't see them turning it around fully. So I see this a really close game. Uh, I see this like a one one. Uh, maybe even nils. Um, yeah, I'm not. I'm not. And as far as FPL, I don't. I wouldn't start any. I would start all defenders in this game for sure. Like all defenders okay. in this game, hundred percent. Really? Yeah. Wow. That's my bold statement. Bold statement of the week coming from Chacon. I like that. <laughs> what about you, Georgie? How you got this one? I mean, I'm assuming Mitrovic is going to be out. Um. Uh, so if that's the case, I got West Ham two zero. Kind of like what you said. 
Um, I mean, Fulham's got has a great start. I think they're top ten right now, I believe. But if he's out, I feel like they'll struggle to score. Um, but I would start Antonio if uh, if you know for for West Ham. I mean, he's he's usually their big threat up top. Um, but if Mitrovic is out for a while, uh, I think their backup is Carlos Vinicius. 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 So, Vinicius. So, hey, maybe, maybe he, he, you know, can somehow manage to match Mitrovic somehow. So, I mean, if you're looking to start, I guess, a Fulham striker, I mean, he would probably be the most logical pickup. Gotcha. I'm reading up right now. I actually had to look it up. I think Mitrovic is out this weekend, so I think this one definitely goes West Ham's way. Uh, they don't know the severity of the injury yet, but uh, I don't think I, he'll be ready by this weekend. So I think this will be a very tricky one. For... Yeah. But so we'll if you see. are picking up defenders, definitely West Ham defenders. I don't think they have that threat without Mitrovic, but we'll see. Um, moving on, though, uh, I think last one would be Aston Villa, not in Forest. We're always talking about Stevie G. How long does he have? How long does he have? You know, last week only coming up with uh, that that tie uh, against who was it? Who did they play last week? I think it was uh, Leeds. Uh, yeah, Leeds. Yeah. Zero zero. So and and Leeds this, had a record. This is definitely. Would you say, George? This is definitely a must win for Stevie G. I believe so. I believe so because Nottingham Forest. I mean, they're probably GG boys already. Like, thanks for coming. Uh, obviously things can change, but you know it's one of those games. Even though Aston Villa is away, you know it's one of those like you got to win it, you got to find a way to win that one. And I feel my prediction is that Stevie G keeps his job unless they look horrible, like they just luck into a win. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like he'll keep his job at least for the for this week, and I feel like they'll win two to one. But okay. uh, just just getting up there for him, man. Yeah, it's, it's really at the end of the road almost. Uh, is Stevie G gone if he loses or ties this game? If he ties this game, is Stevie G gone? Check. Um, I don't know. I think since he's came in, um, I think we've seen him play some good football. Um, we've seen like little bursts of like, or like a series of good performances where they're playing really well. That one, uh, last season, that good performance against Man City. Um, so we've seen what they can do. Um, maybe that's what they've seen is enough to like have confidence in them to like believe that um there's a future there um so it depends if if they're waiting on that but but if they want results now it might be a, a do or die for for Stevie G but if they believe in the process and what they've seen so far I think he's fine but I do see Aston Villa uh, winning this one um 2-1 um 1-0 Yeah, I think I think they have this one Pretty secured. I think uh, Stevie G's okay and uh, lives uh, to see another day as far as being a, a coach of Aston Villa. I think they take this one 2-0. Uh, they definitely have the players to do so. Like Jack said, I think they've been unlucky this this so far this season. So uh, it should be a comfortable win. But if he, I think even if he ties, he's definitely in the hot seat. I would see, wouldn't be surprised if he gets the sack. Um, yeah. yeah, that's uh, pretty much it. Oh, sorry, go ahead, George. No, I was just going to say, probably just, if it's not hot already, is. It's on fire by then. It's on fire. That that booty fucking burned. Uh, but anyways, uh, anything else you boys want to get out there before we wrap this up? Georgie? Uh, no, I mean, I'm looking for, forward to some great football. I hope that uh, the quote-unquote key matchup with Arsenal and Liverpool lives up and or even exceeds. Mm-hmm. And, of course, my uh, Manchester United boys with the dub, hopefully. Uh, but yeah, I'm just, I'm looking forward to that. And also let's see what magic Holland can produce. Obviously if he plays. That's true. What about you, Chuck? Any closing statements? Yeah, man, I'm just excited to watch the games this weekend. I'm really excited to see how our predictions go. And we'll be able to talk about that. Yeah. We, we really <laughs> yeah. do need to keep like a, like a list of what we say. Um, but that's going to be fun to go over with you guys. Um, looking forward to, yeah. So I think it's going to be a fun weekend. Um, yeah, I'll see you guys after for the wrap-up. Yeah, I like that. All right, guys, uh, thank you for joining us. Good morning, good afternoon, good night, whenever you listen to this. Appreciate you guys listening to us on Foot News. It's me, my boy George, Chacon. Make sure you guys follow us on Instagram. Uh, mine's XAVI. I know it's in the outro, but XAVI underscore M-I-R-A. 
George is JRG, Saldana all together. And then the only reason I'm doing this is because I haven't edited the outro. And Chacon, how can the people find you on Instagram, bro? Um, I don't have any socials um, except like for that. Twitter. So it's uh, KD Brian <laughs> underscore. KDB. KBD. KDB. KBD. Don't even start, George. Don't even start. <laughs> hey, Anyways. hey, hey, hey uh, <laughs> tune in next week and see whose uh, name I mess up. That's true. This, <laughs> hey, this, this week yeah. apparently it was Gundagan. 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 I wanted to laugh. Oh my god. Hey, hey, hey. I wanted to like holler of laughter. Hey, I just wanted to tell you guys if we ever blow up, you're welcome. You know, hey, <laughs> Gundagan. They'd be like, dude, that was this guy on a, a, a podcast about football. Exactly. <laughs> hey, hey, I'm taking us to the top, even at my own expense. I love that. Bro, I love it, dude. I'm having so much fun. Uh, All right, guys. Peace. All right, see ya. Thank you guys for joining us on Foot News. We appreciate you guys listening all the way through. Please message us with any feedback that you might have on Instagram at Shavimira, X-A-V-I underscore M-I-R-A. And at George Saldana, that's J-R-G, Saldana all together. See you guys next week. Much love. Peace. Spotify, you know?